Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm continuing on the theme of boundaries this month and talking to you about how to set healthy boundaries and say no. So many people talk to me about the difficulty in saying no to people. So if you find it difficult, then perhaps you end up being too stressed or overcommitted. This is the episode for you. I'm going to share with you why saying no isn't mean or selfish, how you can reframe how you think about that, that saying no can allow you to try new things and some brilliant examples of how you can be factual and deliver the no message without excuses but still being polite. Join me for this episode. So welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm so that I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, improve well-being, and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, recently, I've been seeing an increase in organisations contacting me to discuss wellbeing workshops for their employees. Even though we've got a lockdown timeline for releasing restrictions, I'm seeing an upturn in stress levels and it's affecting performance and mental wellbeing, particularly when we're being challenged with remote working. So if that's the same for your organisation, then I have a limited amount of virtual workshops that I'm able to tailor and deliver to your organisation so that over the next six weeks, we can ensure that your people are able to reduce those stress levels, even in challenging situations, so that they're able to get proven coping strategies and be able to perform at their best whilst improving their mental health and well-being. If you want to talk about this support or any longer term plans, then get in touch with me at my website, emmalangton.com, and we can have a conversation about what we can do to support you. One client said, Emma's training honed in on current issues perfectly and she was able to vocalise what the group were feeling and pinpoint the underlying causes and issues whilst also offering very attainable and actionable solutions. Please do get in touch with me. I'm always happy to have conversations. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, link it in the show notes and information on my website at emmalangton.com. The newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics, the latest reports and the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly so you can guarantee that I won't be spamming you. And finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review. Let me know your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. If you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. So welcome back to the show. 
and continuing this theme of my very favourite topic, which is boundaries, and the ability to be able to say no to people. The reality is that if you struggle to say no to people or have conversations where you need to point out difficulties or draw the line about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, unless you do this well, you're going to have people walk all over you and we don't want that, do we? It may be that you encounter people that is basically just taking the mickey, perhaps, maybe asking to leave early or coming in late. It might be a person who wants you to do a task or job when really it's their job. I used to encounter that in one of my roles and this person was so practised at getting on the phone and by the time I'd hung up again, I somehow was ending up doing this damn job. I was about 29 at the time. So I very quickly recognise that and learn every time I speak to that person, I end up doing the job. So then I was able to guard against it whenever she came on the phone and develop ways to be able to push back and make sure that I was aware that this was a common thing that was happening and enable me to you know, not get wrapped up in it, not do that bit of people pleasing, not feel obliged and all of that stuff. So some of this that I'm talking to you about, nearly all of this actually comes from experience in different situations throughout my life, but also bringing in the kind of psychology and neuroscience that I know goes on for a lot of people. Because in the reality is when you practice saying no, it's the start of a whole new set of boundaries that mean you can build your confidence in what can be sometimes perceived as difficult situations. And when you practice them, just like I did with that person, and you find that soon the idea of having difficult conversations, of managing staff or challenging performance and pushing back and saying no is going to be easier too. If you find it difficult to say no to people, it can often mean that we end up being extra busy, overcommitted and we get stressed or we get anxious because we are struggling to say no and it can end up with us feeling used, that's what I talked about, or put upon or juggling too many things. Are you the one that ends up working late because you've said yes to others yet you're the one with the most to do? These are the clues that you can look out for so that you can start to make small, effective changes. Because the reality is that when we say yes instead of saying no, really we're people-pleasing or we're guarding against feeling guilty or worrying what people think or having a kind of fear of rejection or something like that. If we end up saying yes when we don't want to or when we don't have time or any other reason, then we can also end up feeling resentful that, you know, people are putting upon our time or that our priorities don't matter or are we even really saying that we don't matter? I do hope not. But sometimes perhaps we are putting other people's feelings and needs before our own. And that's worth thinking about. 
You know, the Mayo Clinic has done some research that concludes that saying no can help to reduce your stress levels and increase your happiness. So this might seem like it's going to be a little bit difficult at first. You might be there listening to me thinking, oh my God, Emma, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do this. Shall I just stop listening? Well, no. (laughs) I'm going to say no. Um, Ironically, saying no isn't mean or selfish. When you say no to a new request or a new commitment, what you're actually doing is you're honouring existing obligations, you're protecting yourself from some of that stress or from that unhappiness that I've talked about. You're able to devote high quality time to the things that you do have to do. So it's about reframing how you think about saying no. So saying no to one person can allow you space and time and ability to do new things. You know, just because you've, uh, like my example, you've always stepped in and helped that person that persuaded you doesn't mean you have to do it forever. So saying no gives you that opportunity to try new things or really just to have space and time to do some of the things that you want to do or some of the things that are on your list to be able to do them well. Saying yes to some things isn't always everything it's cracked up to be. It isn't always healthy. When you're already overcommitted or under pressure or feeling stressed, then taking on even more, you're more likely to feel run down and possibly even that makes you ill and then you won't be doing the basics, never mind the extras then how bad will you feel? Um, That's a tough shout out. But how bad will you feel when you're letting people down or, you know, struggling to get, get the basics done? So we need to take the guilt out of the equation and remind ourselves not to agree with requests that you would rather decline, but that you're agreeing with out of guilt or obligation. Don't take on things that you know will lead to additional stress or add to the resented feelings that you have. So start by saying no to working all hours. So my interpretation of this is that, you know, it's okay to say I will respond during the hours of X and Y. When you set your working hours and you publicise them and you tell people them, then that's making the first start in saying no to working all of the ridiculous hours or taking on more things and doing extra and being available all of the time. The other way that you can say no to working all hours is to draw a line through your diary. This is what I did when the kids were little because there was no way with their additional needs and the amount of time that they needed that there was no way that I could even attempt to work when they were around. I mean, God knows how everybody's coped through COVID with kids at home. They're probably also agreeing with me that when they're really little, it's really difficult to do any sort of work and do uh, looking after kids and schooling. So put the line through your diary, whether that's for the weekend, the holidays, or just a lunch break, or any other time that you know that you need to concentrate without interruptions, put that line through your diary. Then you can have simple phrases of ways of pushing back and making sure that those times do not get filled. When people were asking me for appointments and there was the, you know, 13 week school holiday in a year, I kid you not, 
there was that was a lot to manage but what I would just basically say to people is I don't have availability at that time now that wasn't me going into long-winded excuses of oh my gosh I'm really sorry etc etc it's just I don't have availability because honestly I didn't have availability I couldn't juggle the two and I would have been doing a really bad job if I'd have had trying to do coaching or hypnotherapy or training stuff for people when I had two kids screaming around and running around in the background. It just wouldn't have worked. So I don't have availability at that time. Think of this like when you ring, you know, the doctors or the dentist or I don't know, somebody for a, oh God, I was going to say a haircut or a massage but we we aren't allowed them anyway at the minute but you know what I mean um (laughs) oh wishful thinking um but people will just clearly state what they've got available and what they've not got and you can do that too it doesn't have to be because it's appointment based but you can do that and it's acceptable okay so I don't have availability at that time or I don't have availability at all that week The other thing as well that I used to tell people when I was supporting people with, um, you know, building up hypnotherapy and coaching businesses as well is, you're not being deceitful, but the other person might then think, oh my gosh, that's kind of good. They're really busy. So they must be popular. And so it must be really, really good. So just think about when you want to book into, oh, do you know, <laughs> giving lots of examples about things that we can't do in places that are shut. I was going to say when you book a restaurant and they're like, we don't have availability and you think, oh, it must be really popular. So it must be good. There's nothing wrong in that. Think about how other people think about things when places are busy and have limited availability. It creates that um, kind of, you know, fear of missing out effect. So it's okay for you to do it too. So reframing that can be really helpful. Thinking about it from the other person's perspective. Be factual when you're giving information. I've already demonstrated how you can be factual with I I don't have availability. It's not personal. This is all work. Whether it's your own business, whether it's even when we love and adore our jobs and our careers and we care about all our people and all our clients or whoever they are it's still work so clearly set out like I said when you're available you tell people what's expected of them and what is not acceptable and state this on your client calls or within your contracts and within your employees and even with, with your colleagues because communicating clearly is also about learning to be comfortable with saying no to people and too much waffle enables people to pick holes in what you are saying and then they can often wangle their way around and go yes but and it's only etc so with the factual follows no excuses you don't really need to give an explanation as to why you don't have availability often when there are excuses people try and use that space to persuade you otherwise what I always say to people is no is a complete sentence which I love quite frankly and sometimes that's all that you need I mean that's pretty concise and factual isn't it you couldn't get much better than that really (laughs) 
But if you're already feeling guilty and worrying about how no will be received, you'll need a little bit more help as well as reframing it and setting your hours and putting a line through your diary. So the communicating bit is next time somebody takes makes a request for you to take on something and you don't have time or, well, quite frankly, if it's not doesn't fall into your remit, then start your response with a positive tone. You can let the other person down gently, but firmly. So something like, I'd like to help you out there, but I'm not able to do it justice right now. How does that sound? Rather than, oh gosh, I'm ever so sorry. I would help if I, I really would want to help if I could, but I've got all these other things to do before the end of the week. I wish I could help. If I could squeeze it in, you know I would. How different does that sound? I'd like to help you out there, but I'm not able to do it justice right now. The second example that I gave gives the idea that it's wrong for you to say no. It gives the other person space to say, but it won't take long. Or, but you can just squeeze this in. Or, but you're really good at this kind of thing. Do you see? Or you might want to say, look, that sounds like a really interesting project. and But if I were to take it on, it would mean I wouldn't complete something else in that time frame. So I'm unable to give it the attention it deserves right now. So you're complimenting them with it sounds like it's really interesting. If I took it on, I'd do a crap job, quite honestly. Um, You know, so you're not going to get the best results. That's basically what you're saying. Okay. If you've got a particularly demanding manager, leader or CEO, then push back on the priorities and ask them to make the decision. Now, this isn't about you not knowing what you should prioritise and what you should look at first. You know fine well, I'm quite sure you do. This is about changing the conversation so that you highlight how much you've got going on. But maybe they should know, but they're probably not considering it. They've forgotten or maybe they don't know. So then you can say, I can see the importance of this project, but I'm working on X, Y and Z right now and they all have looming deadlines. Which project would you like me to park or stop or leave so I can focus on this? And then you sit there with the silence. Because what that means then is you are asking them. You already know, as I say, this is not about your abilities. You're probably there swearing inside your head, possibly, you know, with like, for goodness sake, when do you want me to fit this in next? And what do you want me, how many balls do you want me to drop on something else? You know? But put it back to them so that you are highlighting the things that you are doing. So those are some really easy and effective ways to be able to say no and set those boundaries. One other word of caution though is be ready to repeat what you've said. You may need to refuse a request several times before the other person accepts your response. That doesn't mean that what you're saying is wrong. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't push back and it doesn't mean that you should not be saying no. Just calmly repeat your no with the same phrases and the same sentences. Sometimes we need to hear things more than once for it to go in. And that applies to us and that's going to apply to them as well. No. 
I can't, I've got something else arranged or I don't have availability. No, I've got a prior commitment. Sorry, I don't have availability to fit that in. Sorry, I wouldn't give it the time and dedication that it deserves. So saying no is not necessarily easy. And if you're used to saying yes all the time, yes, it's going to be a little bit tricky. But learning to say no is an important part of simplifying your life and managing your stress levels. And it gets easier with practice. So this week, start this week by giving yourself permission to say no without the pressure, the guilt or the worry. Confidence in anything comes with practice. I'd love to know what it is that you push back on and what you say no to this week. So do get in touch with me, drop me an email. I respond to every message that I get. Some days it takes me longer than others, but I do respond to them all. So drop me a message or an email, emma at emmalankton.com. And if you want help with this, do get in touch with me and say you'd like some help. Otherwise, don't forget to leave a review share this with somebody that you think it will be helpful and then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.